Yeah, what an awesome conference it's been. So thank you to to Pietras and um, to everybody who, who arranged everything and uh, that we could have such a such a wonderful conference. Thank you to all the speakers that spoke and uh, to all the staff that worked. I was one of you once. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so appreciate you. Thank you for thank you for your hard work and the school. So good to see you guys. Good. Got to tell you, every every week, every week I'm in somewhere at a school, and there's no school that allows you to worship flat out for so long and, and allows you to sit under the word. You're you're privileged. So privileged, so, so, so privileged. And um, I think you guys are all doing such a fantastic job and changing lives. And yeah, so to everyone who's involved in this ministry, really, uh, really from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you all. And I know that your labor is not in vain. And uh, that I think yeah, the best is yet to come. Best is yet to come. All right, so um, I was reading the newspapers today, and so <laughs> there's a story. <laughs> I know. Price, Private Joey, are you going to listen to my story? So there was a lawyer and a, and. A <laughs> This lawyer was on the train, and it was going to be a very, very long train ride. And uh, there was an old man on the train. And anyway, so what happened was the lawyer was really, really bored, and he was sitting next to the old man. And uh, so he asked if, um, if he would play a game to try and get the, the time to pass by quicker. And he said, tell you what, if you, if you um, I'll ask you, any question, um, and uh, if you can't answer my question, then you're going to give me f five rand. And, and he says, but then you get to ask me any question, and if I can't answer the question, I'll give you 5,000 rand. The old man looked at him, and he was like, Meh. all right, let's, let's make it happen. And uh, anyway, so the lawyer said, okay, well, I'll start first. And he said, well, how far is it from the earth to the moon and back? And so the, the old man looked at him and just took out five bucks and he gave it to the, to the lawyer. So it was now the old man's chance. And uh, so what happened was he said, all right, what goes up a hill with two legs and comes down with three? Yeah, and the lawyer, yeah, he struggled with this one. He thought for a long time, and he took out his laptop. He started going on Google, phoned all his friends. He couldn't get the answer. And uh, so he waited about, I don't know how long the duration of the trip, and he said, well, he has 5,000 rand, it's yours. So he said, just out of curiosity, what is the, what is the right answer? And so the old man looked at him and took out five bucks out of his wallet and he said, there, you can. So that was very important to start the sermon like that. All right. So 
Um, I was asked today, you know, what, what, what we're going to title the message, so it's difficult before, before a message comes out because it can change. And, but, uh, so we're going to call it the spirit of truth, you know, spirit of truth. And um, so we're going to go right into it. So you guys ready? I love the word. So Jesus comes to his disciples and he says, will you also go? And, and Peter said to him, where shall we go? With you are the words of eternal life. With you are words of life. And I've, I've, learned, I've learned to love this. I've, uh, I've learned to, and it's not just, you know, the Bible. It's, it's the, the quality in the words. It's the, the, the essence, the life that, that comes forth. You know, when, when teaching comes out and you, you get to experience this, the substance, it's like there's a substance that comes forth from the word and, and, and you can take part of it and you can, it's weird because you fall in love with something that is invisible, but I'm at a point I know, I don't know where I'd be in my life, I don't know how I'd live without these words, right? And um, I'm so glad that the school is here and I'm so glad that everyone, that everyone is here. Um, but let's, let's, let's start, Father, we thank you for your word. Father, I thank you that the anointing, the Spirit is on me to preach, to teach tonight. And the Spirit is upon everyone to hear what the Spirit says. And I, I thank you, Father, that we can declare it boldly and that we will hear what the Spirit says tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's, let's get started. Go to John chapter 4. John 4. John 4, John 4. Yeah, there's no errands there. John 4. All right, so you know the story about the Samaritan woman. Jesus comes to the Samaritan woman. And, and uh, pick up the story from, from verse 12. Are you greater than and superior to our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? And used to drink from it himself and his sons and his cattle also. Jesus answered, all who drink of this water will be thirsty again. All right. All who drink of this water will be thirsty again. All right. <laughs> all who drink of this water will be thirsty again. And so Jesus answers, but, uh, well, Jesus says, continues to say, but whoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never, no never, be thirsty anymore. But the water that I will give him shall become a spring of water, welling up, flowing, bubbling continually with him unto, into, for life eternal, eternal life. Come on. So this water... This water, if you're going to drink of this water, you're going to get thirsty again. All right? But it's not only water. It's, it's everything. Um, if you take this phone, it's completely outdated now, so I'm thirsty again. I want you to understand something. Um, you know, if you get a, you get the iPhone, you, you see when there's a release of iPhone, 
The people stand in queues. They will sleep. <laughs> the people that had the previous version are the guys standing in the queues to get the new one. And they will sleep there because what happens is they get thirsty again. No matter what you go for in life, you're going to get thirsty again. No matter what it is, you get thirsty. All right, is everyone with me? Okay, so whoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never be thirsty anymore. All right, so go to John chapter 6. John 6. Right, so this is right after the, the miracle of the five loaves, two fishes. All right, so let's just read from verse 22. The next day, the crowd that still remained standing on the other side of the sea realized that there had only, that had only one small boat there and that Jesus had not gone into it with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away by themselves. Okay, you know the story. But now some other boats from Tiberias had come in near the place where they ate the bread, okay, after the Lord had given thanks. So the people finding that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there themselves got into the small boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Surely, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, you have been searching for me, not because you saw the miracles and signs, but because you are fed with loaves and were filled and satisfied. So you know what Jesus is telling them? You know why they came? Because they were hungry. <laughs> they got hungry again. And they didn't come for the miracle. They came for bread. They thought that maybe you would multiply food again, maybe, amongst other things. And Jesus says, stop toiling and doing and producing for the food that perishes and decomposes. But strive and work for and produce rather for the lasting food which endures continually unto eternal life. Okay? The Son of Man will give you that. For God the Father has authorized and certified him, put his seal of endorsement upon him. All right. So Jesus got no problem if you go for miracles and wonders. You know, um, if you read Galatians chapter 1, verse 9, he speaks about, he warns us of another gospel. And uh, I've, I've often wondered, you know, why is, the, why is the church not the most powerful institution or whatever you call it in the world? should be. It is, but it just doesn't know. That other gospel. That powerless gospel. I remember coming, coming and driving, and I mean, you guys all, we all, yeah. We all know what it's like to drive far, to be in a place where, where miracles are happening, where the presence of God is experienced, and that's why I'm here today. Come on, someone. 
We need to stop toiling for food and for things that perish, for corruptible things. You are, we're going after living our lives. Now, so, so number one, I know and I believe that the Christian should have the new iPhone. But the difference is, to the, to the believer, he won't care to give it away like it's nothing. All right? I want you to understand. So we go after the Spirit. We go after incorruptible things. All right, so we're going to write that down. And you promise not to be so quiet. Hey? If you, hey? All right. So you get... Corrupt. Is that right? Hallelujah. Corruptible. Able. It's good. Same thing in the spirit. All right. And then you get this in whatever. I'm not going to write that out again. So you get the corruptible and you get the incorruptible. Now I've learned to find, and, and I hope, really I hope, through all the messages that I do, I try to make it as practic practical as possible. So I'm not going to just give you a bunch of information that's nice to know. What I'm going to do is I'm going to teach something that, that you can use and that you can apply. And I mean, how I was just praying and thinking about because Petrus pulled me one side in the conference. He said, hey, you're going to preach. So I've been praying. I said, Lord, how do I make truth you know, practical? Um, we've been speaking about like deception and what is deception, what is truth. And as a pastor or a teacher, you don't want people to get into, into deception. So we, we want people to get an appetite for truth. So hopefully, I believe that tonight that you'll, you'll be able to recognize, I believe you all recognize it. But I found as well, um, just on the practical side of things, that I love just listening to, to, to men of God when they preach. You know, some, some people can come and open the Word. And when you read it, when you hear what they're saying, they're, they're reading the same stuff, but like saying nothing. Um, and I don't care how much they know the Word, but if that essence that I'm speaking about is not there which I'm going to show you what it is tonight, you'll know how to discern. Nah, I'm not going to waste my time on this, all right? Okay, so quickly, I'm going to go off topic, but you know Isaiah, uh, Psalm 63, quick, let's go there. Quick, quick, and then we're going to, we're going to go a different way. Oof. Psalm 63, did I say it right? Psalm 63. All right, let's read it. God, you're my God. Earnestly will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is faint for you. In a dry and weary land where no, where no water is. I want you to, to see everything. It says my inner self 
King James says, my soul, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. Have you thought about that your soul, we sang it tonight, can be satisfied? Your flesh can be satisfied. My soul can be satisfied. Lord, my flesh longs and is faint for you. I have a desire inside of me. There is a great desire inside of me. And, and, and there's something that only can satisfy that you'll never go hungry, that you'll never go thirsty again. And it's the presence of God, the, the Spirit of God. So now I'm not laboring for something that is corruptible. My life, I'm building my life on something that is incorruptible, something that is imperishable. My desire is to be satisfied by the Spirit. So now if we go to John 7 verse 37, you know Jesus gets up in a loud voice and he says, If any man is thirsty, all right, so that's any man. If any man is thirsty... Any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So God is trying to tell you, you know, no matter what you're chasing after, get those things, don't build your life on corruptible things. You all get thirsty again. I don't care if you've just bought yourself a nice brand new car. You're not going to be, you're going to be thirsty again. You're aiming all of that stuff. These are things that they're less important. They're less important. They're minor things. The main thing is spirit. Now, we live in this touch, see, hear, and yeah, five senses. And now we're speaking about how these, you know, in a world where you want to see, where you want to feel, that you can be satisfied. And how do you explain spirit? All right? So if you read on John 7, 37, he says, um, I will cause out of your innermost being rivers of living water. And then, and then it goes on to say that he was speaking of the Spirit. So the Spirit. So the Spirit comes and I'm satisfied by the Spirit. Okay. All right. John 16. It's going to get good. All right, so John 16. All right. All right, let's, let's start John 15, verse 26. But when the Comforter comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth... All right, comes from, proceeds from the Father. He will testify regarding me. He will testify regarding me. He will testify regarding me. All right, and then let's go to uh, John 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, all right, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, full truth, for he will not speak his own message. 
but he will tell whatever he is from the Father. How awesome. How awesome. Check verse 12. This is one of my favorites. I have still many things to say to you, and you are not able to, to bear them or take them upon you or grasp them now. So that means that there's things that, that Jesus didn't speak to the disciples that he depended solely on the Spirit to do. All right? There's things that Jesus didn't speak with the disciples that he depended on the Spirit to do. Yeah. And, and so many things. And today there's many things that he wants to tell you. All right? And the Spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. Okay? All truth. But we need to understand, you know, um, maybe I'm not going to read. We need to understand that what I read there, he will testify regarding me. And every now and then I get back to this message. It's a message that, that people will easily just wave off and say, you know, when I start saying stuff, yeah, but you got to see Jesus. You have to see Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. And this is going to start getting exciting from here. All right. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. All right. Verse 12, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. All right? All right, let's go to um, verse 13. That it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in comprehension of the knowledge of the Son of God that, he, that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in Him. So then, here we go, listen. So then we may no longer be be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teachings and wavering with every change of wind of doctrine. Come on, man. The, the prey of cunning and cleverness, uh, what unscrupulous men. Now, this has been going on, um, winds of doctrine. So, for example, I'm not a grace preacher. I'm not a, I'm not a law preacher. I'm not an immortality preacher. I'm not a wind preacher. I don't want to preach in wind. You know, last, last, about last week, I, had a, I was having an interesting conversation with someone, and I appreciate um, seeing how scriptures are fulfilled. And uh, we were speaking about 70 AD, and there's a lot of truth to it. But it's come like a, like a wind. <laughs> and it's just blown this guy all the way to the other side of the pendulum that you actually need to get another gush of wind blowing <laughs> that other side. You know, let's, let's speak about immortality, for example. It was spoken all the way to the one side. <laughs> Something happens like, oh gosh, what's, what's going on now? And then everyone's going this side again. <laughs> and now we're neglecting 
powerful truths, and now we're going this side again. And as a result, no one is maturing in, in word and in doctrine because everyone is just going this side. No, no, it's not working that side, so let's go this side. Let's, uh, it's by grace. And then everyone parks the bus at grace, and then nobody's doing anything, so you get the preacher going, yeah, but we have to go by works. And everyone is on this side, and okay, now we have to do something. And we're constantly like children, because of people preaching in winds the whole time. And winds come, and as a result, it comes because of our, the lack of the application of the simplicity of the gospel. All right? So let's, if we read, let's, let's read on. So I'm not a, don't be a, don't be a preacher of, of wind. <laughs> All right. From verse 17. So this I say and solemnly testify in the name of the Lord as in his presence, that you must no longer live as the heathen doing their perverseness. All right. Their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is beclouded because of the ignorance that is deep-seated in them due to the hardness of their heart. In their spiritual apathy, they have become callous and past feeling reckless and have abandoned themselves to um, unbridled sensuality, all right? Now, from verse 20, but you did not so learn Christ, assuming that you've really heard him and been taught by him as all truth is in Jesus, embodied and personified in him. Okay, I'm going to read that one again. All truth is in Jesus, embodied and personified in him. All truth is in Jesus, embodied and personified in Him. So if you want to know what deception is, deception is any kind of message that is, it can come right out of this, any kind of message that is not revealing the person of Jesus and His complete work. If, if we are not, what we are doing, if we're not presenting Christ, if we're not presenting your doctrine in the complete Work, finished work of Jesus and his person. That is deception. Because it is moving you away from Christ. So I said, Prophet Corbus taught us, he said that doctrine comes like a pendulum in the church. It's almost like what I just said. So it goes this way, and then it swings that way again. And we don't understand that doctrine is not supposed to be a pendulum, but it's supposed to be an anchor. It's supposed to anchor you in Jesus, revealing Christ. Come on, man. Sometimes, you know, clever people don't impress me when it comes to the Scripture. I I, I want to, I can sit with someone and that's, that's, uh, that's found Jesus in everything. That, that hears the voice of the Spirit in everything. I, um, I often refer to them, I don't know, Dion, Dion and them are here, but it, um, Henry, this guy, at the, he's a farmer. <laughs> and he gets the most incredible revelation. Just farming. <laughs> and then gets a word and he sends a message. And this might be simple to you. But this is everything. 
to me. And, and he is so accurate, so in line with the voice of Jesus, the voice of the shepherd. Now, I want you to understand that you can read this without his voice, but you'll never understand this without his voice. You need his voice to understand this. You don't, you don't need this. In, this. in this case, I can operate and I can hear his voice. This teaches me to hear his voice. All right? And I need his voice here to understand it. All right? Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? So I can have the Bible without his voice. But I can't have the word. I can't have the spirit. Okay? Um, without his voice, it comes It comes. Two and two. Okay, so truth, I'm not going to use the word. Truth is embodied in Jesus. Guys, the whole, someone said it so well. You can read the scriptures. There's one way of reading it. You can just read like story, story. Then you can see the redemption and God's plan for Israel and so and so. But if you want to see the power of God, you need to see Jesus. When you see Jesus in all of these pages, there's power. And it's not a, just a complete closed thing. It's like it's alive. It speaks. It's relevant. It's real today. Amen? Woo. So with that in mind, go to, go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 1. All right. Hebrews 1. Yeah. That's it, brother. I love this one. Listen to this. In many, verse 1, did I say Hebrews 1, verse 1? In many separate revelations. All right? And in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers. In and by the prophets. God spoke of old to our forefathers in and by the prophets. In many separate revelations. In different ways. Different ways. I wonder, I wonder how, how many ways. Let's write it out. Maybe, maybe it came by, you know, what Peter said. Um, holy men of old spoke as they were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. But there are many different ways. So I often think, you know, visions. What else? Prophecy. All kinds of, yeah, dreams. I want you to, I'm going to, okay. Parables. All kinds of ways. What about angelic visitations? In many different ways. What else? Many different ways, signs, all kinds, of, all kinds of cool things that happened. And then, this verse, but in the last of these days, he has spoken to us in the person of a son. Woo! And then uh, we'll just stop there. So I'll, I'll take, for example, I love this example. My wife and I were sitting off to church at a restaurant one day. And by the way, there's my wife, Anya. She's a superstar now. She does it with three children. She manages to do 
all of that. So anyway, Anya, is she up coming? No, you're not. With my time. Okay. Okay, so we were sitting at a restaurant and um, after church. I always laugh at people after church. Have you seen what people look like after church on a Sunday? But anyway, it's beside the point. And we like to, while you're waiting for your meal, we like to watch people. It's quite entertaining. And uh, on that day, I, was, <laughs> I saw someone uh, speaking on the phone. And while they were speaking on the phone, this person was, was waving, you know, maybe saying stuff like, you got to turn there and <laughs> go that way. And she, this lady was waving everywhere. I was watching her, and you know, it's crazy. And I think we've all done it. But the person on the other side can't see. <laughs> what you doing? There's Anya. Hello, Anya. Okay. The person on the other side can't see what you're doing. You know how important uh, expression is? Um, you know, like body language. How important that is in communication. So now, as a result, deception has come for a lack of expression, lack of, of, of let's say, body language, for example. So I remember um, always taking my, I don't know if you knew that you could, you could send a SMS to a landline number. Did you ever try doing that? You should try doing that, it's quite fun. What happens is they, there's a robot that reads the message. Uh, yeah. And I used to do that, and then it reads like a message, but it's like there's no, no emotion in it. Like, I love you, kind of thing. Or bring me coffee or whatever. But there's no emotion in it. There's no communication in that sense, which is so important. So, so important. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now you, I'm seeing this person waving on the other side, but they can't see the expression. They can't feel it. They can't, they don't fully understand it until this person is revealed in front of them. Now, I wonder so often while we're reading these scriptures, if God is not on the other side waving. <laughs> and because we don't get the person, because we don't have the spirit communicated through, people are not seeing the full picture. And this has been, this has been my guide in listening to, to, to sermons and avoiding deception, really. I can sit in through a two-hour sermon, and then, but I, haven't, I, haven't, I don't see Jesus. I don't, I don't experience his life. It's not what I'm used to hearing. And thank God for a place where we've heard it. Thank God for a place where we've seen it. Thank God for a place where, where Christ was revealed. To me, my goodness, guys, if you're in this place, take all of it with both arms and, and cherish it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to guide you. It's going to, once you've tasted, once you've had an appetite, once you've experienced, I'm telling you, Usually, most of the time, Spirit Word had this reputation of just completely messing up your church experience. 
You come once in spirit word, you can never go to a church again. Nothing wrong with church, but it's just had that effect on me. And I don't know, you walk in back in and they're smiling at you and they're doing all those things, but it just doesn't have that essence. It's the fruit, but it's plastic. It's not real. Yeah, it's like those, I don't know if you remember my grandma had those grapes, those plastic grapes that we used to chew on when we were kids. And so often that's, that's what you end up, the kind of fruit that you get, you get fed. So how many of you guys know, for example, that, 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 that God doesn't speak English? Yeah? How many of you guys know that he doesn't speak Afrikaans? Yeah, yeah. There you go. He doesn't speak, he doesn't speak Zulu. He doesn't even speak Greek. He doesn't even speak Hebrew. This is one thing is what the spirit needs is a vehicle. All right? You need something. So, so often it's like we're standing in the worship tonight. You can feel the spirit coming on the music. You can feel the spirit coming through the words. You can, spe- you can experience that life in, in all of it. It's, it's awesome. It's so, it's so simple, really. If I, if, I, if I was to tell my wife that I love her, she knows that I love her. She knows that, that what she's hearing is not just English. You understand? When I say I love you to a stranger, you hear the English. You understand what it means. But my wife's got the revelation of what it means. And, and so in that, that's, that's the power of the word is, is, is not the English. It's what's communicated within the, the, these, these, these words that you hear. The Spirit comes on these words, and you get to taste it. You get to, you, it's like it's real. I don't know how you guys experience it. It's like you can hold on to it, and it brings life to you. So that's why Jesus said in John 6, 63, that the words that I speak unto you. They are spirit, and they are life. So they do have substance. It's not just information. It is something tangible. It is something that, that, you, that you experience, that you come to know, and that it will go on to satisfy your soul. It will go on to satisfy your flesh. And you need to get an appetite for something that will truly bring f- Fulfillment in your life, fulfilling something that can be completely satisfied. Now, I often wonder, you know, when I'm preaching, I say, Lord Jesus, I want to express Jesus to the people. I want a little, little boy that's sitting in the church, if you can hear what I'm saying, if you can see Jesus, but what I'm saying, if you can understand the simplicity of how big you are, but how you come and reveal yourself to us and I have to just complete the scripture in the last of these days he has spoken to us in the person of a son Yo, he came and he revealed himself he, he became the expression whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things and then verse 3 Ooh, man this is the best scripture I don't know right now he is the sole expression of the glory of God. Come on, guys. We need to fall in love with Jesus. 
He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outradiance or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, maintaining, guiding, repelling the universe by His mighty word of power. Woo! I love it. I love it. His name is Jesus. Ooh, and we can go into that. It's a different sermon, uh, but I love it. I love it. You know, this thing with word. Okay, so for example, let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's just read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You guys, most of you will know where I'm going. All right, from verse 1. As for myself, brothers, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to you testimony and evidence or mystery and secret of God in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy and wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and Him crucified. And I was in great trembling uh, among you. Now this was for, and my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Now, so often this is taught that you, you got to have miracles with the Word. So they separate in that essence, and it's wrong, they separate the Word from the Spirit. And they say stuff like you can have the, if you have the Word without the Spirit, you're going to, what, dry up. And if you have the Spirit without the Word, you're going to blow up. You can't have the Word without the Spirit. It's not the Word without the Spirit. It's not the Word without the Spirit. It has to be, if it's not the two together, it's not one or the other. The Word and the Word is Spirit. You can't have a Word from God that is not Spirit. So Paul had to correct that and he said, but I come and my, my, my message is in demonstration of the Spirit. The Word is in demonstration of the Spirit. So you need a year. That's what, what, what Jesus said. My words are Spirit. And then, and then he goes on to say, um, in demonstration of the Spirit and power, all right, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Come on, someone. All right. So that's what Paul says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's simple. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. So simple. So simple. So simple. I want to see Jesus. Show me Jesus. Reveal Jesus to me. Reveal Jesus to me. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So simple. The truth is Jesus and what's revealed in the person of Jesus. That's the truth. In his finished work, 
If you, if you can show me Jesus, if you can show me, and, and that's what, what Jesus did when he rose from the dead. He spoke to him. He said, come see, everything is foretold of what I've, what I've done. Let me show you. This whole book is full of Jesus. So full of Jesus. And yeah, what's recorded in the volume of the book, Hebrews, um, says it as well. And I'm telling you, it's true. If you find Jesus in this, you'll find that these words are alive. If this is just a history book, I, I can't stand doctrines that leave me with, that tell me I need to read the book to actually just find out that there's no point in reading the book. I don't know. They all got the same smell about them. There's like several of them. I'm, we heard this week that we're not going to go, but I'm, I'm done with these, these kind of stuff. It frustrates me too that people actually spend the time reading something that's lifeless and they just get all puffed up and they miss the, the, the quality of the word of, of the life that's in the scriptures. Amen. Yeah. It's really, it's really like that. You know, I'm trying my best to explain how I experience truth and make it practical. So, so like Jesus said, um, you'll know the truth. All right? And what will the truth do? Set you free. There's a song that says how we hate to be free. And people like to go for bondage and things like that. People want to hear bad things are going, but there's, there's life in it. And there's a sensation of freedom every time I get. That's why when you, when you take something like the destroyer and I'm all of a sudden able to see Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm speaking about. The kind of thing like, yes, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it when someone can take a scripture and just point me to Christ. Point me to Jesus. That's Jesus. That's where the power is, is, is revealed. Okay? All right. So, um, oh, my goodness. One of my daughters got hold of my book. And drew a very scary picture there for me. So, we'll just leave that. <laughs> what a rich inheritance we have in this. And you know what, spirit is, is an interesting thing because it's like it's, there's no end, you know, there's no, no such thing as, it's, it's alive and it speaks, you know. Um, it comes in, it still comes in dreams, still comes in, in visions, still comes in, and he, and he comes and he gives you, you know, we, we get to look out and we, if you listen to the mission that Annalise is on that I appreciate, you know, is, is um, you know, interpretation. What does these numbers mean? What does that mean? There's always these treasures behind. God, I think he gets excited when we start looking into, to start seeing. Okay, that's what it means. I think he, he likes it that way. He likes it when we dig in to find a mystery and to solve it. I think he enjoys it. I just found it like that, you know, in dreams. I don't know how many of you guys like to dream or, or, or how many of you guys dream. But uh, this is just practical stuff on the side. And then we're going to continue with the message. I've got no idea what time it is. What time am I supposed to finish, Peter? Okay. All right. Good. I love when people say just keep going and then you see everyone. 
Ja. Okay. All right. So, here's the thing. The Spirit is going to guide us into all truth. And we need to stop being like children that are going this way and then that way. This way, and then we are prosperity, and then we are not prosperity. And then we're going this way. I don't know sometimes what is worse, abuse or neglect. Sometimes I don't know which is worse. And why we keep on going this way, and we abuse the truth, and then we go this way, and then we neglect the truth. And we go this way. I don't know which is worse, abuse or neglect. And so the wind comes, and then we have to correct it, and we go that side. Yeah, some people got no wind at all, yeah. So, I want, I, I want maybe for, 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 for Spirit Word and for, for the people who have been faithful here for years and all the people who are watching, you know, what a rich, you know, like, let's just read this. Go to Second Timothy. This is off the notes now. Yeah. And this might be as prophetic as what I can be at, at right now. And so if you have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit says. I am, verse 5, calling up memories of your sincere and unqualified faith. A faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother and your mother. And now I'm persuaded that it dwells in you also. That is why I would remind you. Listen, Spirit Word. That is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers off, fan the flame, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, all right? of cowardness or craving or cringing and fawning fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and love and a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Do not blush or be ashamed then to testify and for our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for the sake. But with me, take your share of the suffering of the gospel in the power of God. For it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness, to a life of consecration. All right? He did it not because of any merit that we have done. All right? You can read that. Finish it. It is this purpose. 
and he has now made known and fully disclosed and made real to us through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who annulled death, made it of no effect, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For the proclaiming, I was appointed a messenger and a teacher of... All right? Go to Second Corinthians. There is, there is a life in the Spirit. It's so exciting. It's, it's, our, it's our place. Um, it's our portion. It's our, what do you say? It's, it's, it's our place to operate. It belongs to us. God wants us to go there. God wants us to operate. And God wants us to get out of a place from where we are living for corruptible things. You know, going from hunger to hunger, thirst to thirst, to find some sense of satisfaction from, from corruptible things. Get to a point where we can be eternally satisfied, soul and body, by the Spirit. Everything just satisfies you. All right, so 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 4, verse 18. Since we've heard this a hundred times, we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. So we're not going to labor for corruptible things, all right? We're going to go, <laughs> all right, we're going to go to, we're going to labor for incorruptible, all right? Hallelujah. We're going to go for incorruptible. I don't know why Steve Jobs has to teach us that's the crazy ones who, who get to change the world. All right, so this one is, sounds like it's a little bit off topic, but it's in topic, and let's just carry on. I felt to really include this in the message. For we know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have from God a house. Now, I just want to ask you out of common, logic, uh, common sense, what is better, a tent or a house? What would you like to live in? <laughs> yeah, permanently. Permanently, all right? What did you like, a tent or a house? All right. So, he says, remember, we, we labor for the incorruptible. Okay? So, what is better? We said a house. I, I love the emphasis, and I would like to do some study. Maybe Annalise can help. A house not made with hands. It's an interesting little First, that or sentence that he throws in there, you know, God does not dwell in temples made with hands. Okay, but anyways, eternal in the heavens. Here in this abode, we sigh and groan inwardly. Okay, all right. We sigh and groan inwardly as we yearn to be clothed over with our heavenly dwelling. 
So, so that by putting it on, we may not be found naked. Oh, this is good. All right, because the next scripture is gonna is a proper mic drop if you hear what I'm saying. Here is a. There is two. There is two bodies. You can call it what it is. All right. There is a tent, and there is a building, or let's just say a house. It's gonna fit in the bubble. All right. There is a tent, and there is a house. And I want to tell you. I, I just, I just want to add, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel message of immortality. For example, I'm not ashamed of it. And, I, and I'll preach it boldly. It's in the scriptures. At the same time, I'm not ashamed of the message of heaven and that I'm saved from, from hell. I knew it. I don't know how many guys knew it. Of you knew, when the day you got saved, you knew you were in trouble. I don't know how. how I knew I was in trouble. But anyway... I don't know. I'm so glad that I'm saved. All right? So remember what I said about neglect and abuse, right? Now, so there is, there is, a, there is a house I want you to know that is yours. It's your inheritance. It's incorruptible. Woo! Unfading, reserved in heaven for you. All right? But he says, he says we don't, we don't consider the things that are seen. All right, so anyway, we know that this is temporal. Now check this out. So that by, okay, here indeed in this present boat, we sigh and groan inwardly because we yearn to be clothed. Do you know that you yearn to be clothed? To be clothed. Your flesh longs. All right? You are yearning to be clothed. Do you know how you yearn to be clothed? Every day you put on clothes. <laughs> Every day. It's a simple example, but it's a prophetic declaration that every day you get up, you put on clothes. Because you are designed to put on clothes. <laughs> it's just out of interesting that when, when Adam and Eve sinned, ate the mango or the fig or whatever it was, the fig, <laughs> that, that, that God gave them animal clothes, right? I think that was also pointing to Christ. It had to be. That is clothes that he will provide a sacrifice, right? That he'll provide something, right? To cover their nakedness. Now, so that by putting it on, we, not, we may not be found naked without a body. Listen, for while, whew, while we are still in the stent, we groan. And if you know scripture, that's Romans 8, all creation, that's you, that's me, that's Fluffy, your dog. <laughs> that's, we groan <laughs> under the burden and sigh deeply. Not that we want to put off the body, but rather that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now listen to this, verse 5. He who has fashioned us for this very thing. <gasps> what? Almost like who? <laughs> but this is what? He has fashioned you. 
He has fashioned you. You are fashioned for clothing. And every day you put on clothes, it is a prophetic declaration <laughs> that God has fashioned you for clothing. God has fashioned you for clothing. God has fashioned your mortal body for clothing. Your mortal body. It was from the beginning, I believe, it was God's plan to, to give Adam and Eve this. You, you take 1 Timothy chapter 6, it says, God alone is immortal. God alone is immortal. The deceiver comes and he says, You will not surely die. The offense comes, goodness, we are naked. This is the shame, is that we are not immortal. I don't believe that Adam and Eve were Im immortal. I understand that they were mortal. But the, the point was that there was no death in the picture. Death comes in like a virus comes in. You're not HIV positive until you're infected doesn't mean that you are immune to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that I believe that they were designed to put on this, this image, put on this clothing, this thing that God actually, when he said, let's make man in our image, it was this clothing. Who told you you were naked? Here comes Jesus, and he, it's very quiet in here. Are you guys okay? All right, point is what Paul goes on to make. Anyway, let's just carry on. He who has fashioned us, I love this, preparing and making us fit for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee of the fulfillment of His promise. So that's why you read Romans 14, verse 8. He says, Ah, you know what, whether I live, if I die, nah. I belong to him. My joy is in the fact that I belong to Jesus. I belong to him. Lord, my, my, my soul, my spirit, it, uh, my, my flesh, it longs for you. It wants to be satisfied by you. Come on, someone. Come on, someone. Woo. All right. You can, you can actually read all of that on, and, and Paul goes on, and he goes and explains this. I don't know if dilemma is the word he likes. He doesn't know which one is better. <laughs> doesn't know. You can pick it up in Philippians 2 as well. He actually goes on, and he says, which one am I going to choose? I don't know if you saw that in Philippians 2. Which one must I choose, there or yeah? Which choice was it anyway? <laughs> Quite interesting. All right, but I love this stuff, all right? Get appetite for the Spirit. There's a rich inheritance in here for you. Don't go and rely on just the stories. And those are good. See Christ. See the fulfillment of what He has done. Look into heaven. Bring that stuff down. Say, yes, man, I don't consider this. So I look. <laughs> Amen. We want the expression. We want the person of Jesus revealed to us. So this week, the whole time, over and over, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. 
if you actually read it, it says we are changed. We are changed. Just look. Look. The more I see his image, yeah, I'm like him. I'm not looking at him. I'm just natural. If I look at him, I'm supernatural. Amen? My favorite story was um, Peter getting out and walking on water. My favorite story. My favorite story. Because here comes natural man, Peter. He says, Lord, if that is you, command me to walk. And, um, and so obviously he needs the command. He knows Jesus, when he commands, things happen. And uh, so he says, come. And he gets out and he starts walking. This is what the church needs to do. As long as Peter was looking at Jesus, he was doing what Jesus was doing. As long as he's looking into the, the glory of the Lord, he's doing what Jesus is doing. Here comes a wind. Whew. Natural. Get your attention on Jesus. Get your eyes into the Word. See Jesus. See Christ. See the, the finished work. See what He's done. See what is fulfilled. All of that stuff. Alpha, Omega, beginning, the end. See Christ. See Jesus. It's the most simple, most powerful, most profound message that you're going to find. It heals the sick. It raises the dead. casts out lepers. It does all of that stuff. Amen. Simple. Powerful. Amen. Amen. Didn't come. I just want to do one thing. Patrick, why are you, where are you come here, Patrick? Yeah, Patrick, St. Patrick. Come here. <laughs> I, occasionally a man of God comes and he gives me one. This will be your first one of many, I believe. But uh, how many guys, I don't know how many guys know Patrick. This guy's hungry. This guy's hungry for the things of God. Bro, time, it's an awesome sign. It's yours. You're a man of God. You're going to do great things in the kingdom. Amen? You're going to do great things. Right? I'm going to lay my hands on your Father. We thank you for Patrick. Thank you for this young man. Thank you, Father, that, man, everything I've just said, healing the sick, the desire to see the truth of the, of the word, the, the, the signs, the wonders. Amen? Give him boldness to preach. Give him an excitement. Let him just be like a real, like a little, I see him like a little energy bunny in the class and just talking about stuff like this kind of things that excites him. I want, that's what I want, sorry. That's what I want to see in your life. That's what I want. That's what your, this is your declaration. This is what I want. I want to see miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to preach the word. I want to do what that, what that Bible says. You're going to do it. It's yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Amen. So I trust that bless you. First word. Now, I can tell you, neither me or Bruce thought we'll ever be doing this one day. So, wow, praise God. Thank you, Bruce. Man, wow, thank you. Thank you. So, what do you get out of this? Do not become a farty preacher. Don't spread around winds. Be solid. 
Please, Jesus. It's so, it's so easy to get deceived, but you, once Jesus gets out of the picture, you know you're busy with the wrong thing. If it, if it goes about the structure and the language and the tradition, then you know you've lost Jesus out of the picture. Just get back to that simple voice. And um, man, yeah, hallelujah. Father, thank you for your spirit. Thank you. thank you for your spirit that makes the word alive. Ah, when you walk into the room, Jesus. <laughs> All fear goes away. Thank you for your spirit, Jesus. Quickly stand with me. Let's get the board out of the way. Let's get the pulpit out of the way. So this week has been a good week. Johan can join us on the pianos. Man, God has been speaking. Are we going to listen? And are we going to be doers? The truth has been spoken. That means if you heard it, you become a carrier of that truth. When you become the carrier, that means you need to start giving it forth. We don't have dropsy. We don't have these things. We don't have a spirit that withhold things from us. No. Bruce read to Timothy 1 verse 6, and it says, Do not lick, lick the gift. That is, by the laying on of hands. I believe the, in, in the anointing. I believe if a man of God touches you with his anointing, you are able to operate in that anointing up until a point where you have to realize you are not operating in someone's anointing. You have to operate in Christ, which is the truth. It's not a truth that fades. So tonight, as we are ending the conference, I want everyone that spoke, my mom, Joey, and Bruce, please come join me in the front. And we are going to lay hands on you, and we are going to anoint you. The Spirit of God is inside of us, and there is no difference between the Spirit of God inside of us and the Spirit of God inside of you. But God appoints people for a specific time, and that is to anoint. So if you're hungry, I want you here in front. Amen. Just get in that place. And I want the communion tables here in the front. Once you have been prayed for, take your time and then come partake of the body. Just think about the message that went out tonight. It's about Jesus. Why we take communion? <laughs> After this week, if you do not know why, man, we take that because it's about Jesus. It's about his body. There's nothing else. Hmm.
So we are going to just minister to you right now. Be ready. Be receptive.
just like to thank every single one of you for being here everyone that has been watching this whole week man just take this truth and spread it to the world the world is waiting to receive Jesus and they're waiting for you to give them Jesus so before we go I would like uh, Jeff to just close us in a prayer and bless us as we go you are all going back to your works and um, yeah Amen. I just want to thank all the amazing people of South Africa and all the amazing speakers that we heard this week from Prophet Joey Zamora, Bruce tonight that brought that word, the truth of Rufus. Come on, it was a great, great, great week. And I'm thankful for the father of this house, Pastor Petrus. Lord God, thank you for all that you have poured out on us this week. God, let the truth that we have received and let the truth that has been bestowed upon us impact us in a way, God, that we are never the same. That, God, when we get to our homes and we look in the mirror, that we don't even see the same people. God, when people look at us because there's so much truth, let them see not Jeff, not Rufus or Prophet Joey, but let them see Jesus. Let him see Jesus. Let him see Jesus. And I declare that the word of the Lord says that we are blessed to be a blessing. Carry the truth that you have on the inside of you and spread that truth and let someone that's in proximity to you be blessed by the truth that you behold. Come on, somebody, if you receive that prayer right there and you're ready to go be a blessing, somebody, if you're thankful for Spirit Word Church, somebody lift up a hallelujah and shout amen. Come on. Truth. God bless you guys. Hey, guys, please remember to click the subscribe button on your screen so that we can inform you when we're uploading more content and we have a full library of content to be uploaded, so you're going to be blessed by that. Remember to click subscribe. Bless you.